Pass the Drum Turns. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, say hello. Hey. Hey. Well, hey, so tell me a little bit about maybe what you're thinking about for this week and what you'd like to, what's been on your mind if you've been reading something or um, listening. What, what do you have for, for us today? Yeah, a couple things. We, <clears throat> I, actually, I've been reading a book. It's called The Outsiders uh, about businesses and uh, a lot of different different industries, but it, it spoke about how they outperform their, the market and how they outperform their peers uh, in, in every aspect is, is in the way that they've grown their business and and uh, the, the profitability of their company. And every one of those businesses had very defined ways in which they ran the business. It was consistent. Uh, it, was, it was always with common sense. And so that kind of ties into what what I want to talk about today, and, and that's how we handle complaints. You know, we have to be really good at when we when we mess up, when we don't, things don't go right, whatever the situation may be, that when we have a complaint and we're in the wrong, we have to fix those complaints immediately. Uh, I heard one person say, do the hard things first, and I couldn't agree, could not agree more. Take care of the complaints immediately when they come in. So many people... Uh, you know, complaints get to me after they've been lingering for three or four weeks. And that's just, that's not, that's not good. You know, it's not good business. It's not good customer service. And if we're going to be best in class in the ready mix business and construction materials and all the businesses that, businesses that we do business in, we've got to separate ourselves. And one way to do that is to nip it in the butt. You know, if you got a problem, fix it right now, uh, full steam ahead. You know, I, we, have told all of our sales folks in here local and we tell our GMs that if we have a complaint, we need to be boots on the ground with that person within 24 hours. You know, uh, whether that's on the job site, in their office, somewhere, eye to eye, shaking hands, what do we need to do to fix the problem? Let's fix it right now. And if we let things go past that 24 hour mark, we've made a, we've made a big mistake, you know, and, and, you think about it as, as a consumer yourself. We all consume good, goods every day, mm-hmm. whether it's at, you know, what we eat or what we buy off Amazon or, or whatever the case may be. We're consuming goods. The way that we're treated when we have an issue, that sticks with us. You know, I recently ordered something off Amazon myself. It was like $14. It was nothing. Well, it was coffee beans, <laughs> uh, but they sent the, they sent the wrong ones. And I was like, what the heck? And I'm not very, you know, Amazon savvy. My wife really is. Yeah. There's an Amazon box at my door every day. But so I was like, well, how am I, what am I going to do? So she says, you know, she showed me in like two clicks and, and basically they said, keep that and we'll send you a new one. They took care of it. You know, right then you have a new, new can of coffee beans. Coffee beans. <laughs> uh, within 24 hours. What, what kind of coffee do you drink? Uh, that, that was uh, Illy coffee. Illy but, coffee, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I uh, uh, got those in 24 hours. It's, it's back on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's it's great customer service. There's a reason why they have been astronomically good in growth and what they've been able to do is Amazon. You know, Amazon. Same can be true for us. When we have a problem, now, I'm not telling you to go give all of our concrete away because we're not going to do that. But when we have a problem, we're going to make it right. You know, that's our goal is, is to 
What can we do to help that customer to, to make it right? If we're not in the wrong, that I'm not always, we can't just jump up and, and do, you know, fix everybody's problems. I can't do that. Now, if a customer comes to us, it's a good customer that needs help, that's different. We're going to figure out a way to help that person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, 90, 95% of the time, it's always the latter. You know, hey, the concrete got away from me. Uh, you know, it rained on it. It's this, it's that. And that customer needs us, need, needs our help. And that's a good way to build, to, to build customer relations, too, is, is stepping up, figuring out ways to, to be a good partner to our customer, to help them in ways that we can. Doesn't mean I'm always going to do what they ask me to do. Doesn't mean I can always make everybody happy. But it does mean that we're going to use good common sense. And if we're wrong, we're 100% going to fix the problem. And I think that's extremely important. That's right. Well, do you have you have any examples that you want to share about? Uh, sure. We've, we, we had a, a large building. It's been a, a number of years ago now. But we had a, it was a hundred thousand dollar project, a high rise building, two, two structures side by side. Uh, and we had a run of 12,000 PSI concrete that was, uh, we had low brakes on. And, uh, we, we fought this, this thing tooth and nail, me and, uh, Mike and TZ mm-hmm. and, and dealing with one of our large, large customers here in Nashville. And uh, that was the the job. We sold them on the job. We were we were about seven eight hundred thousand dollars high on the on the project as opposed to our competition. But we sold them on the fact of having great quality concrete. And then we had a, a big problem. You know, we had a big problem with our twelve thousand our micro silica, which was in bags. Got they got damp somehow, and and uh, they just mark, the micro went bad. And uh, so we didn't know it, but they were clumping together and causing low breaks and bags weren't breaking the way that they should in the concrete. And this caused a big problem. And we had a hundred, I'll never forget this. We had 146 columns that had low breaks uh, in the building. And it was from the ground story up. And so 146 columns, I think we were about three stories, two and a half stories in. And we were having meetings and calls every week. Uh, we were having meetings once a week. We we're having number numerous calls every week, and and basically it got to a place where, you know, we didn't know what it was going to cost us. They said it could cost up to a million and a half dollars uh, to fix the problem, and we were sitting there in the meeting, and and basically, you know, we said, and I, and I told them right there, they said it's going to be a million and a half dollars. What are you going to do? I said we're going to fix our problem. I said, no matter what, we're going we're going to fix the problem. And if it if it's 146 columns, we're going to fix 146 columns, and we're you know we're not going to interrupt you guys and interrupt this build. And they were impressed by that. They were impressed that we stepped up to the plate. We we you know we told them we had a problem and we were going to fix it. And just like that, there was no arguing back and forth. No, let's let's you know do all this, do all that. We'd already done a bunch of cores. We we knew it was a problem. And we just stepped up and, and, and were willing and able to fix it. The engineer said, well, let me go back and see if what we can do. And, and there's always cushion in, in the shrinks and, and what they can get, you know, let go and what they can't let go. And, and some of the columns were closer to 12 than others. So, and boy, do, uh, 
you know, we did some praying. I, I did some praying. I was like, Lord, please let this, let this get better. We were very confident and stepped up to the plate with them. But as we drove away that day, we were all, you know, pretty depressed yes. about the situation and what it was going to mean. But uh, about two or three weeks later, the engineer called us back in, customer called us back in. They said, well, we've, you know, we've done all we can do and we've, we've got to fix four columns. So we went from 146 to, to four. four. And that engineer, I'll tell you, those engineers, they decide on what you're going to fix, what you're not going to fix. And that guy, I think because the way we handled it professionally, getting out in front of it, knew we had a problem. And, and quite frankly, we just asked for help. Yeah. We said, you know, can you help us? Uh, anything you can do to help us would be so appreciated. And we asked the engineer that. And boy, did he go to work. He went to work. He helped us tremendously. That the total cost for us was less than $30,000. So we went wow. from a $1.5 million exposure and I give the good Lord all the credit. Yeah. But we went from a $1.5 million exposure to a $30,000 claim. We took care of that. But we did a couple of things. Number one is I hugged that engineer after that meeting. Literally, I said, thank you so much. And, and also that customer, seeing what we were willing to do and step up to the plate in the way in which we did, mm-hmm. uh, we have gotten every project from that guy over the last three years. That hadn't done one big job. We're doing another hundred thousand yard project yeah. with him right now, and the brakes are through the roof. Everything's perfect, but because we did what we we're supposed to do, handle that complaint guy in front of it quickly. Uh, you know, we, we were able to secure that customer. That's great. Yeah, that's what my question was going to be: is is that is he still a, a customer? And that's great to hear that he is. Um, you know, we have operators um, that have been tuning in and, and listening and. Um, uh, you know, from their perspective, so from an operator, operator's point of, point of view, you know, how do we handle complaints if they receive complaints? Well, you know, so many complaints that we get are not $1.5 million claims. That's way out of the ordinary. You know, a lot of complaints are, I backed in this mailbox, I cracked the curb, I did this, I did that. You know, and so that's why it's so important for operators to be diligent in the way they do their job. Right. You know, get your ticket filled out. Have the customer sign the ticket. Mm-hmm. It's so important, especially on CDs. I had an issue yesterday where I got a call. We cracked a driveway. The customer took us on the driveway. It's not our fault. We got a 70,000 pound vehicle. It's going to crack concrete. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the beast. We're responsible for the concrete to the curb. So if someone pulls you on an asphalt driveway, they pull you in the dirt, causes ruts, they pull you on a concrete driveway, cracks it up. None of that's really our responsibility. But it's if you don't get the ticket signed, then you're in this big, you know, back and forth with the customer. It takes weeks to get things clear. They're not happy. We're not happy. And the whole problem, it's just a big problem where that operator could have fixed that right then and there and said, hey, I need you to sign this ticket before I enter your property. That's a damage waiver. No matter what happens, we're covered. Now, that doesn't mean we need to be disrespectful to people's property. Doesn't mean we need to do things that aren't that, that, that make sense, but that covers us, and you have to do that as an operator, and that really ensures that we take care of complaints on the front end. And you know that doesn't mean that we're not going to help that customer, or we're not going to you know give them some consideration or something to help a help a situation and to maintain a customer. But it means that we're negotiating from a different position uh, where we got a damage waiver, we delivered the product, we did everything you asked. 
if you need some help, then I can make a customer for life because I'm helping them. Uh, I don't owe them anything, but I'm helping them. Uh, but if they didn't sign the ticket, they don't understand a 70,000 pound vehicle and all that on the front end, you created a, a problem there. You know, so that's one big thing we see over and over and over in our industry and we, we can do better at. You know, the other thing is if we do have a mishap on a, uh, on a job site, we hit something, you know, whatever the case may be, make sure to tell your plant manager. You know, don't, don't let those things go without being told. Tell the plant manager. Tell them what's happening. Let them know exactly what's happening uh, so that we can fix that problem if it, if it comes up. Because three months later, we'll get a call saying, oh, they did property damage. They hit the corner of my building. At that point, we don't know. You know, we don't know if uh, we did it or someone else did it. And we're having to go back and figure out, you know, what the situation is. So, so if we do mess up, it's going to happen. Hey, I, I drive trucks. I've hit stuff. Stuff's going to happen on job sites. Let someone know. Let's get out ahead of it and fix it. You know, if you see someone doing something on a job, a big complaint that we get and every Redmond's company in the world gets it is the lamination where the top of the concrete's peeling off. Well, a lot of that, 99% of the time, it's finisher error. And you as operators, you see when a finisher is on a job site uh, doing something that doesn't make sense. I pulled up on a job site. This has been a, a long time ago, but I pulled up on a job site. I was delivering a load of concrete. And they took the, my water hose on my truck and they sprayed the concrete down for like 10 minutes. The guy's talking to me and spraying and spraying and spraying that wet concrete. Well, everybody knows that's going to weaken that surface. So when I got done, I got washed down on my copy of the ticket, not the customer's copy, but on my copy of the ticket, I made a note. So if I got a complaint on that job, I could go back and pull that ticket and I would see it. So I made a note, customer applied water to the surface of the concrete excessively. I, ma I made that note on the ticket. That's for, for us. Not for the customer, but for us. So if I get a complaint from that customer next year because the top's popping off, I'm going to see that note on the ticket. I'm going to know right then, not, it's not our fault. So these are just little things that we can do together, whether you're an operator, if you're a salesperson, your plant manager, whoever you are, fixing things, making things, doing the hard things first uh, is, is important in running a successful business. Right. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we will talk to, to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks.